happy to have you guys here tonight and happy to start teaching you this message about being better every day. Now, if I asked you the question, how are you? I know that you guys wouldn't necessarily say better every day. You might have something else to say back instead. Well, I would be the same. I live this pretty crazy busy life. And uh, I'm not over-exaggerating. We run a family business, so I usually work Monday through Friday at that. And then on Saturday and Sunday, we do church. So we are pretty much crazy busy every day. So it's one of those things that we have just learned to deal with. And I think all of us kind of get on this treadmill of life. You know, we just get kind of busier and busier and busier. You know, sometimes what happens is you can kind of let your life get the better of you. And it kind of just feels like your life takes on this craziness that you just can't seem to control anymore. And that's kind of where I felt like. That's why I say this message is really interesting because Cameron said it it would really speak to him. I can tell you I needed it. So really for me to learn and study and teach us, it's really something for me myself to learn and really to minister to. So about... Oh, probably about the beginning of summer, I would say, I started to listen to this guy on the uh, podcast called Chris Brown. Not the Chris Brown, Rihanna Chris Brown. Just let me tell you. So this is a guy that actually does a podcast called True Stewardship. And it has everything to do with living a life that's honoring God through your finances. And uh, he was one of them that I was listening to one day, and he had this caller that called in and said, you know, how are you doing? And the caller, you know, the caller said, they're fine. He says, well, how are you today, Chris? And he says, better every day. And I don't know why, but I can tell you, I cried. I cried when I heard that. And I don't know why, it just really, really hit me hard. And I thought, why am I so emotional over that response? So, you know, I kind of like, just what I said when I started here, I kind of began to answer this question in my mind. How do I answer? How do I answer that question when people ask me how I am? And I mean, obviously you go, you go back and you say, well, I'm busy. A lot of times you say, I'm stressed. You know, or like, oh man, you know, sometimes, you know, the day is so frustrating. You know, I'm just kind of getting through and just trying to make it, you know, that kind of thing. But I don't think I've ever answered in my life once better every day. And I thought, why is that? Why would I never answer that? And I kind of began to wonder, why? And could I? And would I ever be able to answer that question and really believe it? Not just say it. Because, you know, people say things a lot. But would you believe it if you said it? And I really didn't think so. So I started to listen to this, Chris. And I would listen a lot of times as I was mowing the grass. You know, I'd listen to the podcast that I downloaded. And every time I heard a caller ask him this, he would say, I'm better every day. And it just became this huge thing to me. You know where sometimes God's just trying to speak to you and it kind of makes something really like hit you over the head? So when this comment would be spoken, where something that somebody probably would go in one ear and out the other, for some reason it became huge to me. Every time I heard him say it, I was like, oh, that's that's big. And it would totally, like, wreck me. And I'm like, why is that? Why do I feel that? It's such a big thing. And I started to wonder, you know, where does that hope come from? Where does that thought to say that you're better every day come from? Where is it? Because I'm missing it. It's not in me. Something's here is missing. Because I don't know if I could truly say that I'm better every day and believe it and not feel like I'm a liar. 
So I started to wonder, who is this person that follows Jesus? Who is this person that says that they love Jesus? You know, am I just one of those people that's a grumpy Gus? The negative Nelly? The Debbie Downer? <laughs> it's perfect for me. Like I said, here I live a life that's centered around Jesus. You know, even in our workplace, we talk, you know, we get together, we're, we're really trying to incorporate this time because you know, I am blessed. I work with Christians. My husband, my son, <laughs> Ryan, <laughs> Ethan, it's really awesome. So I said, we're going to start praying every day together before we start work. Because all of us believe, why don't we trust in God and start praying? So I said, we're going to do this. So we live this life that surrounds and centers around Jesus. I mean, I adore God. I adore Jesus. I can tell you, I thank him. I praise him. I tell him I love him all the time. But I wonder, do I really truly look happy doing it? Am I a person that just really feels this on the inside but really doesn't show it on the outside? And why is it that I don't feel I'm better every day? So I began to think, could I change it? Could I change that question? Could I actually become that, that way? Could I be like Chris Brown and answer that question when people ask and say, I am better every day? And actually believe it and become better every day. So I thought, I've got to try this. I've got to see. So I started when a couple of people would ask me, how are you doing? And I'd have to really train myself because I'm going to tell you, it didn't come natural. People would say, how are you doing? I'd be like, better every day. <laughs> but it was hard. It was really hard. But what if all of us could actually change that? What if all of us who say that we love Jesus actually truly believe that we could become better every day? Instead of just really just becoming so immersed in the stress and the mire and the, the heaviness that's upon us. And then what if what happens through it is we could actually amaze the world that we come into contact with because they see that in us. Instead of seeing us who say that we have something to offer but yet we look the same as they do, what if we look different? What if they looked at us and thought, wow, there's something different about you? What if that response when we say better every day really did affect them? And they wondered. You know, as Christians, sometimes, you know, we say that we have all this joy and this happiness. We got to tell our faces because we don't tell our faces that. We sit there and say we do and believe it and we love God and all these different things, but we walk out and we're just as sour and miserable as the next guy. But what happens if we could actually give people hope by saying something so simple and by believing it? Wouldn't it be awesome if we could do that? Well, because God is amazing, and I'm always amazed at his timing. It's always so perfect. He had already planned a way for us to do this. See, God is pretty cool that way because we actually set up our, our message series at the beginning of the year, and we kind of map out and see what's going to work where and when. And God really gave us something early on that I thought, this is, I think, a key to being better every day. Something that God had been speaking through me all through the summer and really kind of making me so aware of that he already had something in store that when I started to plan for this message, I thought, this is it. This is my better every day. And through this week and then next week, I have something else to teach you through it. I really do believe that we can change. I really truly believe that we can actually become better every day if we do these things that are so simple, so simple, you know, if we would just keep our eyes on Jesus, you know, and walk on water instead of looking at all of our problems and sinking, 
like we always do. You know, man, we would just be like Peter, man. All of us would be drowning if we would you know, look at how most of us live our lives. But there's this amazing little psalm in the Bible, and we've all heard it before. When I start to read it to you and you see what it's all about, you're going to be like, I know that psalm. But what's really interesting about it, even people who aren't, aren't Christians have heard this, because what they do is they read this psalm to people at funerals. And it's crazy, ridiculous, because it's much more for the living than it is for the dead. So this is a psalm that really actually speaks to us and really could challenge us, I think. This is a great reminder of how we can actually become better, better than we are today. And it's Psalm 23. It says, The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for his namesake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So here's this little psalm that David wrote. And you guys all know who David is if you've been here because Cameron's been teaching about David. David was a shepherd. And he did this amazing thing to kill a nine-foot-tall Goliath, a Philistine. But then what happened after is he's chased out of the country by the king, King Saul. You know, he's basically, you know, they wanted, Saul wanted to kill him. So you see that David... He had an interesting experience where he had these high highs and low lows, just like all of us do that walk this face of this earth. And you know what he does at that time when he's really down, when he stops and thinks about it? What he does is he reminds himself of how great God is. And then he thinks about all the things that God does for him and still continues to do for him every day. And I think, I think that's one of the keys. I think that's one of the reasons why we don't feel better every day. Is what we do instead is we get up every day and we start to look at all of our struggles, all of our lack, all the things we don't have, and we don't look at the God who can provide us everything. See, instead what we do is we look at ourselves more than we do look up. If we looked at God first when we started our day, I think we would have more hope to be better every day. That's what God spoke to me. When I started reading Psalm 23, I thought, this is paramount to your life, Deb. This is something that you have to really grasp hold of because this could change everything for you. We live in this crazy, out-of-control world. I mean, every day there's some sort of catastrophe. We're becoming numb to it. You hear these horrible things that take place, and you really have to, in your mind, think, well, was that the one I already heard about, or... Is that a new one? A new catastrophe? I mean, that's honestly where we're at in our lives. And we can become so down and so much in despair by just watching the news or hearing what's going on in the world. We have to ask ourselves sometimes, do we really wonder if we can make it through? Can we make it through this crazy world? You know, you watch the news and you think, is this really all there is? I mean, more murder... More kids being hurt. You know, all the money is flying out the window. You know, there's, you, you complain about the government. You can complain about this. You can complain about everything. You know, and I think we live in a world where there's never enough hours in the day 
for sure. Never enough money in the bank, for sure. And there's never enough time to relax. And that's my biggest thing. I have said to my my kids and I've said to my husband, I just want to just relax. I miss the time where I just would have some relaxation. You know, I remember having kids and thinking that my life was busy. (laughs) I'm thinking, man, I would go back to that day in a minute if I could. Because I kind of felt like I had some peace amongst all the craziness. Where now I just feel like I run from a job to this, to that, to this, you know. And sometimes you just become so crazy. But we live this, this life that's so easy to become so frazzled and so frustrated. And then out of that you can become so bitter. Well, you just honestly just wait for the next shoe to fall, don't you? You're like, man, you know, okay, things are starting to look better, but what's going to happen next? I'm sure something's coming down the pike. You know, something's going to break. It's looking good right now. You know, when I got a couple dollars in the bank, I'm sure something's going to break. That's what we do. And, you know, I think that that's what's wrong, is that we don't have hope that there is something better and that we can be better every day. Most of us live that way. That is if we take our eyes off the prize. See, we've got to put our eyes back on the prize, which is Jesus. See, the thing is, if we believe and we truly love him and we say that we, we follow him, then we should really have more hope instead of always living in this dark and despair. You know, do you remember the old hee-haw? Deep, dark depression, <laughs> excessive misery, gloom, despair. That's, how, that's what we live for the most part. We focus on our problems and we don't focus on the solution, which is God. Now, I don't know if you guys are out there. Maybe you guys are all the positive ones. Like I said, me and Cameron, we're more pessimistic. This is something that spoke to me, man. I needed this. I needed it. I thought, Deb, this is something you need here. You need to get this. But, you know, when you read Psalms, the Psalms, and you can read Psalm 23, it is a reminder of how blessed we actually are. Because as it wasn't just David's life, this is our lives that follow God. It's the same thing. And in that psalm, we can see that there's three things that are really there that you can grasp out of that. You can see the fact that they had confidence, that he had assurance. And because he had all that, you know what he did? He had endurance. And that's where we're faltering. A lot of Christians fall away because life becomes too hard. Because the fact that they look at their problems more than they look at the solution. If most of us wrote a psalm, This is Deb's living translation. I'll put it up there for you. And I'm sure you guys probably have the same. I'm my own shepherd, but I never seem to have enough. I never have the time to be refreshed, and I feel overwhelmed today like I do every day. I outrun God along the path because I think I probably know better than he does what I really need. Most of the time I'm scared to death as I walk through the valley because I'm paranoid and I believe that everything and everyone is out to get me. I'll be lucky if I survive this day, and I just hope that maybe, just maybe someday I might make it to heaven and live with God. (laughs) Don't most of us live our lives that way? That's really how most of us live. We wouldn't say that we believe Psalm 23 that most of us live. Most of us live this idea. We think we know better than God. We walk around paranoid, believing everyone's just, you know, the world's just out to get us. You're going to get some money. It's gone. Just wait. You know? Our focus is on us and not God. 
for the most part, we think about I, me, my. That's, our, that's the way we speak. We don't talk about him, Jesus, God. It's mostly about us is what we do. We have no confidence. We have no assurance. And because we have no confidence and we have no assurance, we'll have no endurance. We'll never make it. You have to somehow get up in the day and you have to start believing the fact that there has a, a, pl- a better plan for you. That God's got this. That's what it's all about. And it's that assurance and it's that confidence and that endurance that's going to be the magnet to the world around us. Some of you out there might have been telling every one of your friends and family, it's like, man, you need to become a Christian. You need to have, and they're like, what? What, get what you got? Ah, uh, what do you got to offer? You look just as miserable as I do. I don't want what you got. That's what it's about. But, you know, we can change it. We can become so attractive. We could be magnetic. We could just be beautiful because we radiate that beauty that comes from belief and trust in Jesus. That's what's actually going to reach a dying and hopeless world. Not those who are just grumpy gusses and Debbie Downers and negative Nellies. It's those that have hope and trust in God and believe without a doubt that he's on their side. When you get up and you think, you know what, this day is tough. Right now it doesn't look like I'm going to make it, but you know what, God, I know with your help, you've got this and you've got me. That's what it's all about. We have to ask ourselves, do we really truly believe it? Do you believe that God has you? That you're in his grasp? That's what you have to start asking yourself. Because if you really live a life that's so negative and down, you know, I say I love Jesus myself sometimes, and I'm thinking, but do I trust that he's really got this for me? Do I believe that God's going to come through for me? Is he going to give me moments of rest? Or do I'm, am I always just going to feel so frustrated? You know, it's like God's just like, Deb, Look at Psalm 23. This is the answer. This is what it's all about. I lack nothing. You tell God, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. Nothing. He makes me die down in green pastures. You know, there's times where, you know what, you, you, just, you just basically collapse. You know, sometimes you're like, I didn't get anything done. God's like, that's because you were supposed to rest. You weren't supposed to get anything done right now. I was jokingly saying to someone the other day, it's like, you know, we always think about how God takes care of everything. You know, the Bible says that he feeds the birds in the air and how much more does he care about us? You know, sometimes we just really don't remember all the things that God does for us because, you know, have you ever been walking? Have you ever buy a brand new bag? I can tell you I have. Bag of french fries <laughs> and you dropped them. Makes you really angry. And then you think back, it's like, maybe that was God just feeding the birds. <laughs> Maybe that's what it's all about. Maybe it wasn't supposed to get those french fries. Maybe it was supposed to be feeding the birds all along. But, you know, the thing is, we have to really ask ourselves how we're living. We have to really change it. And we have to remind ourselves every day of how good God is and have more hope and actually think that we can become better every day and offer that same hope to others around us. I think what we need to do is we really need to have trust in God and assurance in him. You know, we have to be like those little kids that actually look at their dad and, you know, their dad might weigh 100 pounds, but those kids walk in a playground and say, my dad could 
take any one of you guys out if you're trying to get after me. You know, the dad's like, just be careful. <laughs> but you know, that's how we should feel about God. That he's on our side. You know, there's, you just, he's got your back. Just believe it. Believe that he has your back. You know, there's times I'm like, God, I know you can put walls up where I don't need to go and you're going to open doors where they're going to be needed. I'm going to be able to walk through them. And it's actually that confidence in saying those things because a lot of times it's the negativity that comes out instead of the positivity that he's on my side. We're, we've been dealing with a lot of stress. We, we have a lot of stress in our life because we have another whole house that was my mother-in-law's. We're trying to work on that, trying to get that done. And you know, I can tell you, I really started to feel like I can't make one good decision when it comes to that house. It seems like every decision I make is a poor one. So I'm like, God, you've got to just put walls up. If I make it a dumb decision, just stop it. Stop it cold. The other day I was like, some new guy I was supposed to have to talk to, I said, Holy Spirit, just let me just be able to feel like this is a good situation. If it is, give me that knowledge. And I thought, in my head, I was, I met him, I'm like, hmm, I got a good vibe. This is good. And then I was really happy because Kevin walked up to me and says, Seems like a really nice guy. I think it sounds good. I'm like, okay, okay. I'm just going to trust that God's got this because I prayed about it. And that's what we have to do. But we definitely need to trust the fact that God's got our back. God is so good. He's so good. You know, the thing is, do you believe it, though? When you read that, when we read that psalm, do you look at it and do you, like, internalize it? Do you think about it that it's for you? if you say that you're a follower of God. And I think what happens a lot of times when we read the Bible or we sing worship songs, what we do a lot of times is we sing it and we don't really internalize it. We don't stop and think, this is me that I'm singing about. So I'm going to ask you to do something. I'm going to ask you to read with me Psalm 23 when it's up there. We're going to read it together because I don't want you just to read it and think, well, this is for Deb or this is for whoever. I want you to understand... This is for you if you claim that you're a follower of God. And you need to really just trust and believe the fact that he has this for you. You know, when it says, I lack nothing, that's you. You lack nothing. So let's read it together. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's amazing. That's amazing. When you think and step and break this apart, you'll lack for nothing. He's going to refresh you and let you lay down between, be, besides quiet, still waters. He's going to guide you. Even though you are walking in some areas where you don't know what to expect, he's got this. He's walking beside you. He says, fear no evil, for you're with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Which basically means if you're a shepherd, you got this great big hook that's going to pull you out right when you're going to go in the wrong spot. Or there's going to be a rod there, a club, that's going to come over and get your enemies when they're around you. 
That's what a shepherd did. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. I'm saying, you know, you're going to be so confident that amongst your enemies, you're going to be sitting there just enjoying lunch. You're just there chilling. It's no big deal. All the people are out there trying to get you, and you're just like, kick back. Have a nice, refreshing iced tea. You know, that's what it's about. You anoint my head with oil. That means, you know, you're going to get given the things that you need to get through this life. My cup overflows. The fact that you're going to have more than you ever expect. There's things that God's going to open doors for you if you believe it. But, you know, he doesn't give to people that don't believe it. The Bible says if you have no faith, a a double-minded man should expect to receive nothing from the Lord. See, how many times do you sit there and say, God, please come through for me. I need you to do this. And then in the second, next, next, very next breath, but I know you're not going to do it. I know you're not going to do it. And then we wonder why sometimes God doesn't come through. Because we basically negate everything we just asked for. Because we asked for it, and then we sit there and say, but I know you're not going to do it for me, God. Because nothing works out for me. I'm just in gloom and despair. I'm just holding on. I'm just going to try to make it until God comes back. And he's like, if you don't get going, you ain't coming with me. Because you're going to lose your endurance. You're not going to be with me when it comes time for me to come back. Like I said, this world is crazy and it's out of control. What's your anger? What are you holding on to? And if you really do say you love God and he's your anger, then what are you reminding yourself every day? You're reminding yourself all the negative things? Or are you actually holding on to and grasping the things that are the most positive and hopeful things in your life? It's confidence. We should walk with our head held high. If we know we have the God who created the heavens and the earth, he hears our whisper. He doesn't hear a whisper. He hears our mind. He can hear everything. That's an amazing thought to think that the God that created everything listens to you personally. What confidence that should give you. What assurance to to know that he promises he's coming back for you. He loves you and he wants to help you and he's coming back for you. And it is that endurance. It's, It's this idea that we could remind ourselves over and over again these promises and think, I can make it another day. And you know, that's all that God asks. What's really crazy about how God is, he says, don't borrow trouble. Tomorrow has enough trouble of its own. Just think about today. That's what he says. So when you get up, if you really start to think about your life every day. You know, I I, I told you before in the past, I've always been a Bible reader at night. Always. I've just always read my Bible at night. Well, this week I decided to try something different. I decided I'm going to start reading in the morning. I tell you, it's kind of been helpful. Because it kind of was a reminder that I needed every day. And I'm thinking, maybe that's one of the reasons why I'm not better every day. Because I'm really not taking that first fruits, those first times in the morning and giving it to God. You know, I just kind of jump right in. I'm one that's like, I got to keep going. I'm like a robot. You know, I just got to keep going, got to keep going until I collapse in bed. And then I think about things. And I talk to God all day, but I really wonder, am I not getting it? Am I not getting it? But we have to have confidence and we have to have assurance and we have to get endurance. He loves us. And we need to walk around as conquerors. That's what he says we are. He says those that have followed after God, that we are more than conquerors. We win. Did you know that? We win. The world might tell us we're losing every day, but you know what? We know ultimately we win. Our God wins. 
That part when we sing in that song every single time, it says, every knee will bow. I love that. That's when I always raise my hand and like, yes, every knee will bow before Jesus Christ. Even those that don't believe in him will have to kneel and bow and tell him that he was Lord. That's amazing to me. I love Jesus. But I'll tell you what, he deserves to have us walk around looking like those conquerors. Not victims, but victors. That's what we need to be. And I need to remind my face just as much as you probably do. There's times where I think, I don't know if I show that I'm a victor. So let me ask you again, because I asked you in the beginning, you guys were really mediocre. How are you doing? Better every day. That's what I'm going to start saying. I'm going to start saying better every day. Because if we really start to say it, maybe we'll believe it. And maybe we'll start living that life and become better every day. If we start reminding ourselves how great God is and quit reminding ourselves of all the trouble, we could probably become better every day. So I want to ask you, if you would challenge yourself, if you read the Bible, if you don't have a Bible, and if you lost your Bible, we give out Bibles. We're more than willing to give you a new one. But I'm going to ask if you would just read Psalm 23 every day this week, just once. It'll literally take you probably 40 seconds. And just really think about it. And just claim those promises. Claim those things for yourself. You know, when you get up in the morning, think about it. Remind yourself. Write it down. Do something. Really think about it. Memorize it. And start really thinking about that, the fact that you walk around as a victor. So I really want you to just do that this week, if you would. If there's somebody here that's never known, accepted Jesus as their Savior, I'm more than willing to help you, you know, come to God. It's pretty easy. All you do is ask for forgiveness, and he says he forgives. That's how good God is, and just that he becomes the Lord of your life. So I want to pray for you guys all while you're here, and really that you'll grasp this message. Next we come back, because I'm going to go a little deeper into this, some of the other things that maybe we do that aren't so good that... We seem really just mediocre, not better every day. So if you, just let me pray for you real quick and come back next week. All right, well, Heavenly Father, we do love you. And we are thankful for the fact that you died on the cross for us. And Lord, forgive us that don't really just walk around showing the fact that we've been forgiven and that we've been given so much. I pray that you would just help us, Lord, to just really reach out to the world around us that we would give them hope and that we would give them joy that would show on our faces that they would see something in us that they would want. And I pray, Father, that you would just help each one of us. If we are in despair or we feel as though life has just really given us a a tough time, I pray that through reading this that we can just become uplifted, that we can have more hope and be challenged to live a a better life every day. We're thankful for what you're going to do in our lives, Lord. I pray for each person here and for their families, Lord. I pray for protection, and I pray, Father, that you would just... uh, Just help them in their struggles. Help them to reach out to you. And Lord, we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.